Thanks for joining us for the Bread of Life. We are convinced that the Bible is God's holy word, perfect and without error. Its perfection delivers what is good and beneficial for those who hear it and heed it. It is perfect for it leads us to the perfect one, the Lord Jesus. He is the bread of life. Let us seek him together through God's word. Now here's our teacher, Joel Van Hoogen. It's such a well-known verse in the evangelical faith that we often avoid preaching on it and use it instead like a point of punctuation in our messages. But it's worth a moment to pause and reflect on it. In fact, John 3.16 is worth a lifetime of reflection. This is the verse that all of us, or many of us, I should say, memorized from childhood. It was kind of like the child's verse. It was the first verse that we memorized. The little Jewish child would memorize first and foremost the Shema, which it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. little child growing up in the evangelical home would always memorize John 3.16. They'd know it. They'd understand it. It would be the first verse that they could quote in Sunday school. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. These are the things that we learned and we understood. And our challenge this morning is to take that little word, so, and to pause for a moment to take a measure of its meaning, to understand. To take this little word, so, and to measure it. It's modifying the word loved. And all of us have loved or do love things in one way or another. All of us have loved things. All of us have loved ideas like the idea of Christmas or the idea of home or the idea of America and all of us have loved places and all of us have loved possessions at times and all of us have loved people. We've loved them to different degrees. We've loved some things more. We've loved some things less. We've loved some things enduringly. We've loved some things only for a short while until we discovered that they weren't worthy of our love. A man may so love his wife that he gives her a coat of fur and so love his house that he gives it a coat of paint. And so is a man's love. But our challenge this morning is to consider the so of God's love for the world. So our first point will be this. God so loved the world. In order for us to take a measure of this word so, we have to understand what the world is in this passage God so loved the world. We could ask ourselves, is this all of creation? Is this the planet? Is this God saying that he loves all the things that he has made? No, that's not what it can mean. If you look at the passage, you understand it. The world mentioned here has to be something that is made up of whosoever wills, which means it also has to be made up of whosoever will nots. It must be made up of both and those things that will perish and those things that will not perish And so it can't just be the world of created things. It can't be an expression that God somehow loves all of the things that have been set in the material universe or all things that he holds precious in this unique place that we call the earth. There are other individuals who have suggested here that the world here only means the world of individuals who will and do believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, the world here only expresses the elect who are to believe in him. Now, For the same reason that we cannot see that this verse refers to all created things or to all of the planet, for the same reason that we can't embrace everything, we also can't embrace this meaning to mean something as restricted as only this small group of created things on the earth called the elect. This verse 
if it meant that, would really not make very much sense. If that's what the world meant was just the world of the elect, we would read it something like this. For God so loved the world of elect people that he gave his only begotten son that the world of elect people might not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that the world should not perish. That's how we should read it. But that's not how it's read. See, the world there is only the elect of salvation. Then there are no whosoevers in this verse. If it's only the elect, then there's just allsoevers. For all the elect will come to believe and trust in him. If we're to understand this passage, if it's to make sense, the world referred to in our passage here is made up of all people, of all men, of all women, of all those who will not believe in the only begotten Son and all those who will believe in the only begotten Son. The point is here that God loved them all. The point is also that God in love gave to them all His Son. The gift has been given. Belief is a matter of receiving that gift. The gift has been given to all. It is believed. It is received only by the whosoevers in the passage. When you begin to understand that, when you embrace that, when you see that as the simple, plain sense of the words before us, then you begin to understand how much God loves. Then you can take a measure, or begin to take a measure of this so. This so that would lead God to give us His Son. And what we see is that His love is not limited to any one class of people. His love covers the universe of men and women. God Loves them all. You think of the world in its finest expression of the holiday spirit around us. You let your imagination play the background music of Christmas carols. You hear Bing Crosby singing, Dreaming of a White Christmas. You paint a scene in your imagination of moments when a family is gathered together in mutual love and respect, where they're playing a game around a table or they're gathered around the Christmas tree and they're watching the children decorate it and celebrating the enthusiasm of the season and enjoying it. Kids enjoying one another. Parents enjoying their traditions. Maybe you see the kids soaking up the wonder of making a snowman or building a gingerbread house. Does God love all of the individuals filling up this imagery? Yes. So much so that he gave them his only begotten son. He delivered him up to them. But change the scene for a second. Change the background music as well. Change the scene now and take out all the finely edited holiday imagery that you put together and let your view span out from that place and span out over the globe and see a world at war with God and a world at war with men. See people treading over one another in a pursuit of self-rights and self-pleasure. People imposing themselves upon other people in order to enjoy or to reach their destined goal to satisfy themselves or to express their own positions of righteousness. Just yesterday I was actually listening to a small question and answer session that was taking place with Ravi Zacharias. He was asked about the religion of Islam. How was it a person could go about communicating to a person coming from that perspective? 
Ravi Zacharias told the story of meeting with what happened to be the third most powerful imam in all of Islam. This imam resides in Jerusalem over the Al-Aqsa Mosque that's there. And this man had received him into his home. Ravi Zacharias said that it was actually for one hour the most intense hour that he'd ever spent with any one individual. He began his conversation with the imam by asking him if it was true that the Quran taught that there was no compulsion in religion. To which the imam happily assented to. Yes, this is the teaching of Islam. There is no compulsion in Islam. A person is not compelled to believe in Islam. He said, well, listen, if that's true, that there's no compulsion in Islam, then there should be no compulsion to belief. Is that correct? Yes. And then also there's no compulsion to unbelief. Is that correct? Therefore, if there's no compulsion in religion, there shouldn't be a problem if a Muslim person converted to Christianity. Correct? So the man became, in his words, absolutely irate. He said, he appeared as if you had just set fire to his clothes. He began gesticulating and pounding upon himself and turned into a rage and began to pour out evictives upon anybody who would turn away from Islam and pronounce that they were worthy of death. Zacharias went on to point out that Islam is not the fastest growing religion in the world. It's the fastest growing compulsory religion in the world. There are thousands, he said, of young men and women in Muslim countries who, if they were free to choose, would choose to flee from their religion and possibly to flee into Christ. But they can't, for if they did, they would give up their very lives. They would lose it all. That world, picture that world, living in that setting, with that kind of compulsion and that kind of demand and that kind of leverage that men leverage over other individuals in society to determine how they live and how they move. Picture it. Again, picture the menace of humanity crushing one another with bombs and gases and cutting up one another with icy stares of hatred or with assassins' knives. In the mingle of the pleasant smiles and plans to bless another that some realize there are others who are calculating their chances of getting away with something who are not smiling but leering at some forbidden pleasure that they're going to pursue does God love this world as well that's right Teddy he does Teddy you're right it's our tendency to say persons who have perpetuated unthinkable and imaginable evils that they're not even human. We say they're not even human, they're animals. But it isn't true. They are certainly human. They are so human as to make up the world God so loved. You must take a measure of this world, little world so, and to take a measure, you take a measure by saying he so loved all the world, all those in the world, all those in the world regardless of their behavior, regardless of their beliefs, regardless of the extent of their animosity towards God himself, regardless of the destruction they heap upon themselves and they heap upon others, regardless of their resistance and the rebellion against his truth, God so loved the world, the world, all of it, Romans 5.8 says, God commends his love towards us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Verse 10 goes on to expand it. When we were enemies, 
God so loved. That said, understanding that, we get a little bit of the breadth of the love of God. So loved that world, that putrefying, wretched, fallen, diseased, corrupt world, infested and having laid over it the direct sentence of God's own judgment and wrath. That world. Well, we haven't gone far enough. And understanding God's love, if we just grasp it on the basis of the object of his love being the world, we have to go on to see what it was that he gave to the world in expression of his love. God so loved the world, that in itself is a mystery. I'm telling you, it is a mystery. So loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Let's move there for a second. Let's take a little bit more of a measure of this word so. The word there for only begotten in the Greek is monogenes. And monogenes is a word that has been translated by our King James as only begotten, but the phrase begotten here is really not the best. When the Latins wanted to translate from the Greek into the Latin, the scriptures, and they found this word monogenes, they translated it with the Latin word unicus, which basically just means unique. This one who stands out above all others. The Septuagint is a Greek rendering of the Old Testament passages. The idea is that there were 70 individuals that gathered, this is the tradition in Judaism, that there were 70 rabbinics who each went into a separate room and they took the Hebrew text and they translated it into Greek and then when they came together and compared their translations that every single one of them agreed. Now that's just the tradition, but that's the idea and that's why it's called the Septuagint, the 70. You've been listening to The Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. For a copy of this broadcast, just call us at 208-331-4096. Until the next broadcast, God bless you.